Wait, that's a thing? Never heard of it. Oh, you have no idea. This is Haven Space, a safe place for fantasies. Brought to you by sex coach and researcher Sarah Perry. Welcome back. This is Sarah Perry and today we're going to be talking about female ejaculation. Now this is a special request for one of my patrons and he wants to find out a little bit more about what it is, how to make it happen, and if there's a way that every woman can do it. So I want to start the episode by saying remember when I talk about female and male bodies that the way that we categorize sex is very nuanced and isn't a black and white thing the way that we have been taught to think. And it doesn't depend on whether you have a penis or a vagina. And there are five different categories that actually determine whether your sex biologically is male or female. And when we talk about things like female ejaculation, we need to be really cognizant of these things and how um, political these things really can be. And that is only to say that I am being inclusive of anybody that has any of the body parts that I'm discussing. So uh, somebody who has a vulva, a clitoris, a vagina, um, definitely people with um, urethras and with skin glands specifically is what we're going to be talking about today. So remember that I am not being, um, I'm not leaving anybody out and I'm trying to be as inclusive as possible and that when I say female ejaculation, I don't need you to come at me with a birth certificate or not. I'm talking about um, the type of ejaculations that can happen when you have a blah, blah, blah. Um, by the end of this episode, you should know what female ejaculation is, what it isn't, where to find it, how to prepare for it, and how to go about making this happen for yourself, a partner, or anybody that you are sleeping with, um, with all of the consent, respect, and pleasure that our bodies are worthy of. Um, so first, we should say there are two types of female ejaculation fluids. And this is based on a 2014 study done by Dr. Samuel Salama at a private hospital in France. This is probably what is the most cited study on female ejaculation. And it is a study of seven people. So remember when I talked to you in the past about how studies are so difficult and people don't participate in them and that really um, even being somebody who is interested in being a part of the research surrounding sexuality, we have to acknowledge that sexuality is still taboo and people don't want to talk about it. And that when we have numbers about things like female orgasms that we are leaving out so many people because they simply just do not want to be associated with that kind of information. They don't even want to be associated with that kind of research. So much less be a participant. Um, in this specific study by Dr. Samuel Salama, what they did with these seven people is that they did an ultrasound of their um, lower body. So like their, I would say maybe their bladder area or a little bit lower just to see what was going on pre-orgasm. And these are seven women who had gone to the restroom, empty bladders at the beginning and then started to either masturbate or if they preferred, they could use a partner to achieve orgasm. All seven women had um, disclosed that they considered themselves to have 
a large amount of female ejaculate fluid come out when they orgasm. Now, caveat, not every woman needs to be orgasming to ejaculate. But for the purposes of this study, they were women who had already self-identified as ejaculators, if you will, or squirters. So they either had an assistant, a partner, or they masturbated by themselves to make it happen. And they had an ultrasound done before they started masturbating. And then they masturbated and it took them between 25 and 60 minutes to orgasm. So these seven women obviously took longer than it would have probably taken masturbating just because they were being observed and had to stop and take breaks for ultrasound. So right before they orgasmed, they were checked with the ultrasound again. All seven women had now full bladders. So within that 25 to 60 minutes, their bladders had filled again, which is considered kind of like medically quickly. So it begs the question, do people who ejaculate, who like do females who ejaculate have um, some type of situation occur when they are aroused that fills their bladder, right? So it would make sense that this is why it would be a little bit faster than most people. Well, then they had to bring themselves to orgasm. The ejaculate was um, captured, as was the urine at the beginning, I should have said that. And then at the very end, after they had an ultrasound again. So all seven women had empty bladders that had had all full bladders before coming. So what does this say? Clearly it says, well, there was fluid in your bladder and it came out, so you ejaculated pee, right? Not so much because um, two of the women had only very, very watered down urine, um, lower amounts of urea than normal urine would have. So like, where is this water coming from, right? And then secondly, the other five women actually had some urea, but mostly they had prostatic specific antigen, which we will call PSA, which is um, an, an a mineral of something that is which is something that is actually produced in the prostate in the human man so other semen specific components were also found in there which is really really interesting because what is it inside of our bodies that is filling this up so possibly we're thinking that the skein glands which were discovered in the 1800s by dr skein um, could have something to do with it. They are considered the equivalent of the female prostate. They are two tiny glands, but they're differently shaped in different people, and they're different sizes in different people, and they are right next to the urethra. Some really recent studies are showing that the skin glands can actually open up and provide other openings for the urethra in case there's too much fluid. So what the hell do they do? We're not actually super sure, but that's fine because we're looking into it, right? With completely objective, mostly white male, um, well-educated, wealthy eyes, right? Anyways, all joking aside, we don't really know what this could mean except for the secretion from the skin glands could come out with the ejaculate, except maybe, potentially, it's the skin glands that are traveling, releasing fluid that travels up the urethra and into the bladder and then is released, which could explain why the bladder fills um, right before orgasm, okay? So that's something interesting to consider. Um, 
the liquid comes out of the urethra, so everybody's like, okay, well, it's definitely pee. But remember that the urethra in men actually delivers a lot of fluid, not just um, urethra, not just seminal fluid, not just um, ejaculate semen. It also delivers urine. So when we talk about a urethra and we just assume that it would be urine, then we have to consider that we don't assume that for any other types of bodies that don't have vulvas. So let's be a little bit more objective about what we're seeing. So contrary to popular belief, like I talked about earlier, it's not always occurring during orgasm. A lot of women actually ejaculate um, just when aroused or simply when they feel the urge to. And when you look at a little bit of research about how to make it happen, a lot of times people say they feel the urge, almost like the urge to pee, but something lower down. In fact, a lot of people think that the female ejaculate doesn't even come out of the urethra. They think it comes out of somewhere inside of the vagina. And there are glands inside of the vagina that actually produce secretions that actually make your vagina all luby and slimy and delicious to get into because it just helps, you know, it helps when you're having sex with something that's penetrated, but it also helps to have a baby come out, a nice slippery surface. Um, these secretions are also secreted by the cervix and the secretions are different and have actually different um, compounds in them. So it's crazy that our bodies can be so juicy in all these different ways and have everything actually be completely different. So we don't know what makes some women capable of female ejaculation and some not. But what studies do show is that about 50% of people done in a kind of like all age range demographic study that had about 300 people disclose that they've had some kind of female ejaculation or what they consider to be female ejaculation. Again, we don't know because we haven't tested if this is urea heavy or if it's kind of prostate production stuff heavy. So we don't really know if what they're considering a female ejaculation is what doctors are considering a female ejaculation. But for the sake of sex positivity, let's just trust people to tell us what the hell's going on with their body and then do research based on surveys and things that are actually a lot easier to get information from people about than actually making them orgasm and squirt in front of us, right? So are all women capable we don't really know, but what we do know is that about half of the population are at least being honest about it, and the other half may actually not be old enough. So other studies are showing that longitudinally, when people are observed through the course of years, and mostly years between 25 and 45, that the percentages are much higher. It turns out the older you get, the more likely you're able to secrete female ejaculate. According to prostate theories, this would make perfect sense. Your prostate tends to get enlarged as you get older, and similar could be with the skin glands that are acting like prostates inside of the female body. Why wouldn't we assume that they get larger and easier to express over time? It makes perfect sense to me, but I've done no research about it, so what the hell do I know? Let's just try to fund some people who are actually doing the work. So the question is, is it squirt versus ejaculate? So what is the difference? According to doctors, ejaculate would be some kind of milky white substance, kind of like diluted milk that would have no flavor, no odor. Sometimes, sometimes a sweet flavor, 
the Greeks used to say that like eating pussy was like the nectar of the gods and they could be referring to female ejaculate with that sweet flavor. Um, urea heavy content would more likely be called squirt. So they find more urea and squirt, but some of the similar compounds, except for in these two women who, how do we even know are representative, right? I will say though, that it's studied that female ejaculate or squirt has a floral flavor because it has fructose in it, higher levels of fructose. Funny enough, the prostate also releases fructose into semen and it's um, used as a form of sugar for to mobilize sperm. So some people think that perhaps female ejaculate makes it more likely for you to get pregnant because you have the presence of fructose and these other things that are found in prostate fluid that would actually increase your fertility. But if it does in fact contain urea, which we're finding that all kinds do, even when we're calling it ejaculate, quote, 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 doctor voice, then urea in fact kills sperm. So who knows if it helps or doesn't help, but that's a random bit of information that you may wanna know. So it can be a tiny little gush or it can be about half a cup of fluid, but it seems that women think that it is much more. In fact, all seven of the women in the study by Dr. Salama said that they ejaculated over a glass. So clearly the perception of what amount of fluid that is doesn't really matter. But if we compare it to things like menstrual fluid, most women identify their menstrual fluid as being about half a cup to a full cup, to maybe more. But really, it turns out we only release about four tablespoons of menstrual fluid in our periods on average, which honestly does not bode well for the amount of drama that it causes. So if you're listening to this and you don't get a period, then shut the fuck up and be supportive of people when they do, even though it's only about four tablespoons. And if you're a woman or you get a period, then I support you and I know what you're talking about. So floral flavor, no smell, except for after it dries, it does become a smell kind of similar to urine, which makes sense because urea actually becomes concentrated as it dries. Same way that you can't find out that your animal peed on the carpet until it's dry and way too late. It makes sense that this would also happen in our own mattresses. So how do you do it? Well, G-spot stimulation is for sure related, but remember, the studies that have been done on G-spots are really shady. Why? Because there is no G-spot. It's not that it doesn't exist, it's that the G-spot is actually the clitoris. The clitoris is a much bigger organ than what we give it credit for, and the G-spot is the back part of the very top of the clitoris. There's a part that hoods, and there's a part that comes down, and that part that comes down is considered the G-spot. So yes, it is definitely linked to the ejaculation in a female. But does that mean it's not G-spot stimulation? Well, it's clitoral stimulation, but I'm just making it simpler for you to understand what side you're trying to be reaching from. Um, so another thing you have to remember if you're trying to squirt is to relax your pelvic floor. Our instinct um, has always been, especially if you have had children and have pelvic floor issues, incontinence issues after giving birth vaginally, it's always been an issue because you always tighten yourself up. You tighten your urethra, you tighten your pelvic floor, and you really hope keep everything in, especially if you're sneezing. And I'm talking even if you're crossing your legs. So how do you relax that? Well, 
surround yourself by people and partners who really make it more relaxing. Ironically, this is not the kind of thing that is easy to make happen yourself the first time, but if you get the hang of it, then sometimes you can make it happen by yourself, by focusing and like pushing the right way. But it's almost like you have to train your body to understand how that is going to feel before you're able to control it. So I will do a YouTube video to demonstrate kind of the technique that I know and that I teach people to make this happen. But remember that not everybody is capable of ejaculating. And just because the body is not capable of ejaculating right the second doesn't mean that you have tried everything or worked hard enough or long enough or waited long enough in terms of years and maturity to make it happen. So you don't have to give up if it's something that feels awesome and that you wanna to work towards. Um, you wanna have a hard internal entrance. So for those of you that can see me, I will kind of demonstrate with my fingers. And for those who can't, um, keep an eye out next week for my YouTube video and you will have a demonstration where I will use a pocket pussy to kind of show how it works. And also like give you a great sexy show of my fingers going into a pocket pussy, yay. So the way you would do it is you would put two fingers or three fingers, but let's start with two, straight into the vagina up and down. So our instinct is to go sideways because G-spot stimulation is typically on top, but we're not doing that. We're going sideways so that we have the stern part of our fingers that isn't bendable. And that way we get the most leverage. Then you can move your fingers up and down onto the vagina the entire time, not in and out, not curving, just up and down, very, very fast and rigorous. So the difficult part is how do you maintain comfort and how do you relax if somebody is rigorously fingering you, and by the way, not necessarily in a pleasurable way, because who wants up and down anything? But this is the way that I have found that most people release their muscles. I do believe that it could be related to expressing these glands, and it might not be, because we don't know and we're not getting any direct info. But try it, maybe it works for you. Rigorous for an extended amount of time, I'm gonna go with Stamina is difficult and we don't work out our finger muscles as much as we should, but try to do it for 15 or 20 seconds if you can. And we're talking fast, like three, four movements up and down per second. And then see if it works out. And if typically their body will release fluid. So if it's not an ejaculate, a lot of times this can help with vaginal moisture in many other ways because there are other glands that are getting expressed in angles that don't usually get expressed and it can help with just moisture in general. But you have to be with someone who's willing to do this thing and willing to relax and you're willing to let them do this thing that may feel a little kind of more rough than you would prefer and kind of get through that moment to a place of relaxation. And then finally, if you feel the urge to pee or if you feel the urge to um, kind of bear down, don't go against that urge, relax. I've read a lot about actually pushing and doing like a sensation of urinating, but the experience I don't think can be described that way. It is a different sensation. It for sure does not feel like um, urinating. So what you wanna do is open yourself up to the experience. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But the relaxation is such an important part that you kind of can't get away without it. So there is some relationship between um, kind of the time of the month that it is. 
For some people, that relationship could be literally that the time of the month is closer to their period, or for other people, it could be that it's close to ovulation. So you can't really tell uh, until you try it and try it at different times of the month what you think. Again, some people prefer clitoral stimulation on the outside at the same time and others don't. Now remember, certain species of animals require genital stimulation even for urination and for defecation. So it makes sense that our clitoris then becomes something that could stimulate um, a release of some sort. So for some people, that could be important. Another thing to note is that the texture of female ejaculate is not the same as female lubrication. So a lot of times it has this kind of drying water effect thing that you have because the ejaculate is so liquid and not slimy enough. So keep that in mind um, based on what you're trying to play that night. If you want to go back into um, vaginal penetration, then you may have to bring some lubricant along just to see it through. There is some relationship between people having multiple orgasms, and I'm not talking G-spot, vaginal, and clitoral orgasms. I'm talking about several episodes of orgasms in one session who are more likely to ejaculate. So, ejaculate. So keep that in mind. Sometimes if your partner is somebody who can keep coming and keep coming and keep coming, maybe they're also a person that has easy access to female ejaculation. And if they are, then you probably didn't even need this video anyways. So you can find it on porn everywhere. Just look up squirting or female ejaculation, um, FetLife personals, um, adult friend finder, a lot of people just call it squirting fetish. So it's not super complicated to find all over. It's on Reddit also, but mostly with people having a really hard time and feeling confused about it. And oh my God, am I peeing on myself? Um, how to prepare. Make sure that whoever's hands are going to be inside of you has trimmed nails. I prefer to do it with hands because hands are easier to identify when something's going wrong when something needs to move slightly. A toy because it's much larger, tends to be harder. Sometimes if you're using a toy that is thin, like a prostate massager, in fact, you just have something that's really, really hard and can't bend the way your body curves. So body parts are really a great friend right now. Um, have an empty bladder at the time. That way you can relax a little bit more and not think, oh my God, I'm gonna pee on myself. Uh, even though I could kind of be pee, but that's okay. Um, so prep the bed, you can put um, some kind of waterproof sheets on. Some people I know actually use shower curtains underneath their sheets and over their mattress and change their sheets repeatedly. Have towels handy and completely relax your body because it's very important. Also, funny side note, it was actually banned from being shown in British porn in 2014 under the Obscene Publications Act because it was called urolagnia, which is the idea that you would get urinated on during sex, and that seemed so obscene that we absolutely couldn't show it, which is really funny because what the hell do you care? But it's not my world, I'm just living in it. Um, so what else? How to be safe. Make sure you're in a consensual situation so that you don't get stuck um, doing something that you don't feel comfortable with. This one, you're not gonna be able to get away with being kind of halfway in on just because you won't be able to relax and the person trying to make you ejaculate ejaculate isn't gonna be in if they're not actually willing to vigorously try this. So 
If you don't want it, just be honest. Remember the traffic light system? Orange means, hey, let's change positions or try something different. Um, I recommend just being face up with your legs up like you're at the gynecologist, but if you want to try some kind of crazy alternative way, that's fine. I am a person that ejaculates and the first time that it ever happened to me because I can fully control it was actually sitting down. So I don't know how that worked, but you're welcome to try it if you want to. I can't give you any tips on how to make it happen because once I determined how to make it happen, it was always laying down. Another thing is be conscientious of what's going on with the other person, be in tune with their emotions, be aware. And by that, I mean, don't be totally high and don't be totally drunk because that way you won't be able to know what's actually happening and you won't be able to reproduce it in the future easily. So to recap, we talked about what female ejaculation is, AKA squirting. We talked about how it was banned from British porn. Um, we talked about where it comes from, what its components are. We talked about the studies done by Dr. Samuel Salama in France. We talked about only seven women participating in the study. So really what the hell can it tell us? We talked about the smell, the flavor, the quantity. We talked about how to do it, techniques for possibly making it happen, how to prepare, and where you can find it if you're just looking for some porn that shows squirting. So thanks for checking in today and keep out for that YouTube video. Subscribe to my YouTube channel because it really helps me have followers and I will see you next time. This has been another podcast of Haven Space. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Haven Space by Sarah and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Haven Space by Sarah. If you enjoyed this talk, consider becoming a patron and helping fund more talks like this in the future.